a few things that I've been wanting to discuss for a few days. But just like yesterday with the making good from bad, it took a while for me to get around to speaking about that as well. So I went to I went to like a, it's an indoor climbing place yesterday my daughter got invited uh, by one of her school friends so they went in the morning like an hour climbing round all these different uh, it's basically like a rock climbing place but it's it's more geared at kids it's like themed climbs and stuff like that so anyway they go off and climb it's the first time I've been in this place my daughter's been there like six times <clears throat> it's the first time I've actually gone in and so the, the parents of a friend were telling me a story of how they how they wanted a Nintendo Switch for the son <clears throat> because the father used to be into video games and stuff like Nintendo but they said that the Switch was just too expensive it's somewhere like £300 or something so that has always kind of put them off getting it so anyway they've always wanted one And so they tell me a story, something that happened recently. They were driving, I think they were like driving through a town or a village. And the father felt something hit the front of the car. So he pulled over and then he's like checking, checking for damage and stuff. And then he sees right in front of the car, a Nintendo Switch. Like just the just the handheld console thing. So it's like a handheld console but it clips into clips into something that connects to your TV. So anyway, so that it's just the handheld bit. But it's it's essentially the main console. So he's trying to figure out where it came from. And he's just kind of like looking around and he said the only place it could have come from was maybe like out of somebody's window. He said it was like student accommodation or something like that. And maybe somebody threw it out the window, but it would have to be like a happy accident for it to happen at the same time that he's driving, driving past and has been wanting to get a Nintendo Switch. So anyway, he picked it up, took it, and then uh, he kind of like checked it over just to see if there was anyone's 
details on the um so he said if there was any details on there he would try and return it to the person but is there, there was nothing on it is like completely I guess completely like factory factory reset there's no details or anything on it so I kept it and just bought all the additional kind of stuff that was needed to hook it up to a TV a charger whatever but <laughs> how many how many stories have you heard like that how many how many things like that happen where things are kind of like falling in front of you I've spoken about how like negative negative energy if you if you understand how to use it maybe you don't understand how to use it but things kind of still happen like that things still are kind of drawn to you or you're drawn to things so anyway so that's not that's only half of the weird weird stuff that happened in this climbing place so like I said I've never been there before even though it's right next to the gym I used to go to for like three or four years and uh, yeah this was like a break from from my typical routine because I was looking at So this is another thing as well. So before I left to go to meet them at the climbing place, I found a guy, a life coach based in London. Apparently he's the highest paid life coach in the UK because that's what he set his value at, a very high price, just because he's... Well, you'd need to listen to him to understand why... So anyway, I was, I can't remember why I was looking for, I think I was trying to get ideas of marketing, how a life coach markets himself. And this guy was like the top, top advertised life coach. So you type in life coach and it brings up, or at least for me, it brought up his name first. So anyway, I was looking through his website. I was like, wow, this guy's pretty honest. He doesn't really hold back. Kind of a no bullshit, be honest kind of guy. Tell you the things that maybe other people don't want to tell you. Which is what people... Maybe not what all people need, but... It would definitely help. I just don't think all people are prepared or able to hear kind of like brutally honest truths about themselves. So anyway, so this guy, I um, I saw some of his, I saw one of his, I don't know if it was like, I think he was doing a speaking thing 
telling people about like, telling a group of I think most of them were coaches you know like fitness or business or life coaches he was talking to them about how he basically how he started um, and how he had a realisation of what he should be doing but he was it was after he started kind of putting more time into it that he had a aha kind of moment so anyway his his story parts of it are very are like drawing parallels with things that are happening or have happened in my life in the last last year or two so it's interesting how you get drawn towards certain things like some very similar to this guy this guy just likes to he can talk he can listen um and I like to talk and listen to people and I know when to talk and when not to I think that's a that's a key skill that maybe most people don't have because they feel if they're not talking or if they're not saying something then they're not giving the right impression or something you know but it's all about playing to your strengths like if somebody's trying to force you to say something right now you could end up giving them an emotional response an emotional reaction which is the wrong place to be acting from it's way better to say let me take a look at that I'm going to get back to you with with my thoughts on it obviously if it's something that you already know that you can speak something that you know something's already been processed that isn't going to be an emotional response then obviously you'd respond straight away but it's just knowing the difference between taking the time and responding so a lot of people will respond with emotion and kind of fuck themselves over because they may get themselves into things that when they actually think about it maybe they didn't actually want to get into so anyway so find this guy I was like, wow, it's quite interesting. I'm going to study him a little bit more. The interesting thing I found about him was he said that he's got two coaches. He said that like anybody that would be coaching you should have a coach themselves because it's all about it's all about being challenged and kind of besting yourself so if you've got nobody around you that is 
able to do that that is able to challenge what you're doing or what you're saying keeping you maybe in a state of adaptation so you constantly maybe not constantly but you're you're being challenged enough um Been challenged enough to question your processes, your thoughts, your ideas, and you've got somebody giving the perspective. I know not all people can do that. You can talk to a lot of people about your ideas, but they may not necessarily give you the responses that you need. It's not always going to be, oh, that sounds like a great idea. What are you going to do about it? That's kind of a passive That's kind of a passive response. You want somebody that's gonna break your balls over it. Really like see if you're committed to it. So I found that interesting. I found that that was quite a quite useful piece of information that You wouldn't typically hear from somebody that was kind of touting themselves as being the best or the highest paid. Kind of inferring that they're the highest value, but at the same time, even they have somebody else that is that is helping them. So anyway, after I found that, went down to a climbing place, heard the story about Nintendo Switch, and then I'm looking, I'm like just looking around, because my daughter, she kind of just wandered off, and it can get easily lost, because there's so many walls for them to climb up, so I'm just looking around to see where she is. And I see this guy. And he gives me a look. It's like... It's like he recognised me or something. I'm like, I'm looking, I'm like, I don't recognise that guy. Never seen him before. But then I see... A woman that he's talking to. And there's two kids there. And I'm like, oh, that's... Obviously married or partners or something. So anyway, I see the woman, and I'm like, holy shit, that's uh, that's a girl that I used to go to school with in Hong Kong, 18 years ago. <laughs> how, how weird, how weird is that? I didn't go over and talk, because... Um, I don't know, I didn't feel, didn't feel the need to. Didn't really feel the need to. Um, but yeah, it looked, it looked like they were there for a birthday party. So either she lives in Tunbridge, or lives in the town that I'm living in. Or they know people here. 
and I'm guessing they they probably work in London so I mean it wouldn't be too much of a wouldn't be too much of a reach to say that maybe they did live here because it's only like a 30 40 minute train ride into London so I wouldn't be surprised but it's just um it's just weird that after 18 years a person can turn back up in the same place at the same time in a small town it's very weird and it all happened all happened on the day when I kind of broke my typical routine so I wouldn't normally have gone to the climbing place it's a very late last minute very last minute thing so anyway that could be you can say that's coincidence but I don't really I don't really think a coincidence is a thing. I think energies and energies get drawn to certain places. I think the place I'm living in draws certain people. And can't really explain the the whole climbing place. I think I think probably I mean I could have gone and done anything, right? I could have gone out and walked. Could have gone out to the shop or something. But the fact that I went to that place and the fact that my daughter was gone to that place, it was I don't know, almost like it was being drawn. Being drawn though. But for no, no real reason. It's very strange. But maybe that is just a recognition of a pattern, an expression of a pattern. And it's not really anything more than that. It's just the fact that you recognize the person. That there was a, there was a previous time where you had also been around that person. So, In terms of like pattern recognition, it wouldn't seem so strange that you'd maybe be around that person again. You know what I mean? It's like you break routine, you break habit, and then maybe there's some kind of 
drawn you back into known patterns things that were known before Yeah, so, so yesterday was a bit a bit of a break from the norm, I guess you'd say. But yeah, that's that's what happened. I think trying to describe it in terms of trying to describe it in any terms is difficult because you have to convey you always have to convey a perspective of something that you know I can't give you the knowledge but I can give you the perspective of it because people think that truth is fact but from where is that being drawn from? For a person to say that something is true or fact, truth, they can only be coming from a subjective point of view. People talk about being objective, but unless you're the object, which, I mean, not all things that you'd consider to be true are objects it's words ideas perspectives people get into such a model arguing over truth when I think the actual kind of the idea of it the idea of truth is there's nothing nothing to find because every person has a perspective of truth because they can look at something that's said to be true somebody says this is objective truth this is a fact but what's it a fact based on Because somebody would have subjectively had to look at it and say, yeah, that's a fact, that's true. Somebody else would come along and say, no, what are you talking about? That's not true at all. And this entire community is built on this. Entire community is built on the premise of knowing facts knowing what is true when really what they need to do is understand that everything is subject to balance and that means every idea has to be balanced positives, negatives good, bad however you want to label it there's going to be two extremes and it has to be within balance to say that something is true 
or that something is a fact is to say that something is not subject to balance that it is that it has got no movement that it is always just a single state which if you look at anything anything physical any idea everything is subject to multiple states so that would be good or bad positive or negative and every other variation of that I think that's what people are missing people are saying like oh yeah there needs to be balance in the world but they don't see it as being something fundamental that applies to everything because I think they, they only apply it to what they see or basically to what they see being reported you know what I mean like politics is unbalanced until there's like an equal measure of good stuff about the other party and then people see it as balanced but there is nothing there's nothing balanced about saying that something is a fact that something is true because there's over 7 billion people in the world and if they were not being influenced by the same things you would have potentially 7 billion different perspectives because everyone's going to be looking at it from a slightly different angle everyone's definitely going to be looking at it from different conditions or being influenced by those different conditions and that's their environment, the people they live with, the people they maybe live in a community with. The rules, the things that are said to be applicable to them, that they have to be governed by, or the things that they do for work. There's so many different variables that to say that something is so rigid and so it is truth is, I mean, it's not, not really accurate at all you could say that that is one perspective but you couldn't say it's the only perspective because that's not that's not how it works people miss the people miss the fact that in order for something to be true, in order for something to be something, it has to be processed by the brain. If you've seen it before and you recognize, or you recognize some feature of it, you're gonna, that's gonna be influencing what you think about it, your perspective of it. If it's something you've never seen before, there's nothing influencing only things that may look or seem similar but there's nothing going to be directly influencing your 
perspective. So if something is true and something is fact, something is truth, how is that possible? If it requires some kind of like precondition, requires some sort of influence in order for it to be truth. If the, if the human brain can't recognize something as being truth, then either the brain isn't capable of that or truth is not a single perspective. That truth is a, just like everything else. Multiple perspectives. And equally as um, it's equal to anything in that it's subject to the same balance as anything. I think maybe I'm a little bit Maybe I'm a little bit obsessed with that, but I think it's because I'm seeing things. Uh, maybe in a less complex way. Because that's, that's what I've done in my career. That's what I did for 18 years. I had to look at things and basically scrub away all the complexity. make things simple, automate things. And that was the same process for, the same process for, um, for, same process for solving problems. You have to tear away all the shit that doesn't, that doesn't really, provide any meaning that's got no it's got no relevance and it's difficult to do that because a lot of people will be like I need more information I need as much information as I can get but that's just adding complexity to a situation whereas if you know the foundations of the thing that's causing a problem or where the problem is, like in, in, a, in a computer system, if you know the foundations of the computer system, through experience and practice, it becomes very easy to kind of target the, the main culprits. Yeah, so that's how, that's how I... Um, I guess that's how I've cultivated my skill, my... What now recognizes the the value that I bring to things. Been able to cut through. Yes, a lot of people compare it to like a forest, and you're trying to find the smallest thing possible. So you can either cut down all the trees, or figure out a way to um, to identify things without hacking away an entire forest.
Yeah, so what I would say is more an accurate description of truth is uh, it's a multifaceted thing, just like everything else. Somebody can tell you this is truth, it's an idea, it's a perspective. And it doesn't have to be objective, it doesn't have to be an object because not all things are object objects. If somebody is telling you, hey, I'm telling you the truth, and they're talking about something about themselves that they've, somebody else has said about them, there's nothing objective to observe. There's nothing that is, the only thing that you can do in that situation is to get all perspectives, right? Isn't that what people tend to say? Like, I need to hear their side of the story as well. Story. Even though you said it's, it's the truth, what you said is the truth. It's not always. It's not, it's not just one-sided. Everything has got multiple perspectives. Everything. And that's why, that's why there is never just things are, or a thing is as it is. And there's never an argument about it. People argue because they disagree with the other perspective. Because they hold their perspective as truth. Because they believe that truth is one single perspective. So anyway. That is perspectives of truth, right? So I think why people are looking for truth. So that's what they say, right? They're looking for something. They're looking for an answer. They're looking for truth. But it doesn't exist. But people give them ideas of or perspectives of what they think it is and so that that gets kind of pushed around as being that is the truth that one perspective is truth but then you get other people that are saying like no this is this is what it, this is the truth so it becomes an argument or people having to choose between one or the other that, okay, well, this is true, I'm believing this. But what people are missing, the reason why they're looking for that in the first place is because they don't trust in, in what they think. They don't trust them in, in their own perspective. Or maybe they don't even believe that they can have their own perspective. And for it to be considered truth. Because people are so used to being led. So used to being led into things. To led into believing. Or led into ideas. Just in general. So that's just... 
that's just people's behaviour that's just the patterns of behaviour that they're not able to shake because they don't realise they don't realise that that is something that is that it is a habit a bad habit but ultimately it's something that they've been taught something that they've been maybe even led into probably more more led into than uh, trying to relate it has been some, some kind of lesson nobody goes to school and there's uh, actually no kids go to school and they get taught one thing right this is this is how things are That this is how this is science. This is biology, and this is how it is. And there's no other, no other perspectives given. Schools will only teach you a single perspective of something, and it may or may not even be relevant. Now, if you're lucky, you might, you might have switched off early on in school and you don't really you don't really remember any of the shit that they told you because most of it has no utility most of it is just ideas Most of it is just a perspective. It's not a. Uh, it's not at the end of all, all knowledge or information. And that's the thing. That's the. That's the thing that needs to be recognised. It's going to stop people from wasting time, from wasting energy, arguing about meaningless stuff. That everything, everything must be balanced and everything will be. So you're going to have different perspectives to other people. It doesn't matter. useless arguing about it because they're going to have a different perspective and so are you the only thing that is beneficial is somebody giving you the perspective that's useful for you because now you've got two perspectives the more perspectives that you get the closer it is you get to whatever you think the truth is.
because that's all it can be is all of these different perspectives and if you know that about anything if you're able to I guess maybe not about everything but maybe about something that you're interested in something that you do for a living if you knew everything about what you do if you knew all the possible perspectives maybe not all but enough more than your own more than your friends and family then that puts you in a much better position because now you've got um, you know how a person thinks about a certain thing so say if you were trying to sell something and you were trying to sell it to certain types of people it would be very beneficial to know what their perspective was that's why companies do marketing right they send out surveys and stuff because they want to get perspective but they have to do it in a way that is quantitative they have to get enough responses they can't do it in a way that is just allowing people to write to write a paragraph or something because even though that is it is qualitative it's the It's the ability to process that information. It's easier for that type of marketing to be done in a standardized way. So that all you do is collate the results and then distribute. And then analyze. sometimes it's better to do qualitative because it gives you a deeper understanding <laughs> but I mean that's probably the benefits of working for yourself you can do more qualitative things you can get one to one with people but if you're a large organisation probably going to cost you a lot of money in order to um, have the same effect to get the same kind of qualitative information from people so it's kind of a it's kind of an, an advantage to be leaner meaning you've got less got less things to worry about, you've got less expenses but imagine if you look at actually if you look at like premium brands or luxury brands Some of them try to offer 
that kind of qualitative service where it's more personal it's one-to-one because they recognize that they recognize who they're targeting they recognize the people that are walking through the door into the shops into the clothes shops they understand who they are and so they know that that's more likely to to get them a sale than just bombarding them with information you know bombarding them with leaflets or text messages in a way it's easier for luxury and premium brands to um, kind of target the right people because they know based on the price point based on the, everything they sell is premium there's going to be obviously high net worth people that are, that are going to be shopping there Whereas if you've got kind of a general supermarket, could be anyone. So it's much more difficult. Whereas a premium brand is more, I guess it's more niche. Because it's limited, or rather the accessibility of the services or products is limited by the amount of funds or money that the person the customer is going to have and that's what you would do if you were in the business of coaching right you would have to in some way cut your market so that you you clearly you know clearly who they are if you say it's two thousand pounds per session you know the kind of people that are likely able to pay that kind of money and that's setting your value right if you set your value at £200 per session, you may get a much wider range of people able to afford what you're offering. But it may not be it may not be right for you and it may not be right for them. So if you think about it, it works two ways. It's not just um, you're offering your services and you have to be a right fit for them. It's got to be that they have to be a right fit for you. Like you've got to have the the skills, the experience, and the information that is going to be relevant to them. I mean, if you're talking to somebody about how to do better at the job, and you're coming at it from the perspective of a manager or a CEO, a C-level executive, it's not going to be relevant to 
maybe 75% of the people that that you speak to so there has to be there has to be like a limit set which kind of defines the value of the service and defines the level at which you expect the customer to be at because <laughs> that's kind of setting it's making things clear for all involved you know if it was If it was anything else, it would be too, too undefined. It wouldn't be clear what you were offering because you would have to be dealing with so many different types of people that you'd be maybe having to, uh, having to stretch your services in order to fit everyone's needs. So that's maybe like looking at just one perspective. Like if you were a coach and you said that this is my, these are my limits. You're essentially defining the people that you're gonna work with but you're also defining the perspective that those people are going to hold and you're positioning that with your own perspectives. It's essentially just saying like, I'm able to help these people because my perspectives align with these people. So, I mean, that would be a pretty good thing to do, right? So it's clear to all involved exactly what is being expected from the customer, what is being delivered by the coach. It'd be the same if it was a business as well. You're not going to have a person that can coach leaders of a startup that have experience in coaching leaders of uh, Fortune 500 because whilst they may get to the same position eventually the startup is a very different thing it requires a very different skill set initially to get it up and running you don't have the same kind of budget as you do in a Fortune 500 you don't have the same kind of, of uh, people or resource available so it'd be the same thing you'd be defining it in terms of what could a what does a startup need to know what the problems that they're going to be facing 
because that's essentially what you're going to be providing right you have to be given some kind of some kind of perspective and that's got to be it can't be bullshit because that's that's going to come out it's going to be known it's got to be based on something that you've experienced your perspective or how you're perceiving what they're telling you or what you're seeing because that's another thing you could just be kind of observing things and giving them a different a different angle a different angle to what they may be getting they may be surrounded by people that are just like yep yep that's good and nobody that's really being honest with them I guess it's um, maybe not so much like coaching people I do this do that it's more about enriching enriching the enriching the life and giving them more perspectives even though it might not be it might not be like concise right but it, it might just be the the right kind of angle with the right perspective that they need for whatever it is they're doing and that's going to be that's going to be defined by the way that you kind of position what it is you're doing so just uh, put it into perspective so people will accept that, right? That a coach <clears throat> can provide you with advice on life, business, whatever it is. But that not all coaches will be right for you or that you won't be right for all coaches. People maybe won't consider that second point. But it's important, right? There has to be a kind of connection in order to facilitate a deeper kind of dialogue to be able to help you more effectively. But anyway, people will accept that I can't work with that person because they're not too pushy you know like maybe a personal trainer somebody may may feel that they're being too pushy and that they don't want to do any more sessions that's quite common right people are not used to discipline and Maybe some personal trainers are not used to or not skilled in making people be disciplined. 
because that's a part of it, right? You can't just go into a gym and say, all right, I'm gonna show you how to do some exercises. It's as much about behaviors outside the gym as it is actually being inside a gym. You have to be disciplined because if you're not, then it doesn't really matter what the personal trainer shows you inside the gym. Because you could just turn around and say, like, yeah, I'm not going to do it anymore. So even though, like, exercise is exercise, right? Personal training is personal training, right? Life coaching, business coaching, it's all the same thing. But it's not. It's different for every person different for every person that provides those services it's different for every person that experiences those services because it's uh, somebody's given you a perspective and if you don't see that or you don't agree with that then you aren't going to go back and you may not find, you may not go and look for another person. You may not go and look for another personal trainer because you may think that's what exercise is. It's not my thing. But it's as much the perspective that the person's given you than anything. So it's not, the truth is not that exercise is not for you the truth is that you disagree with the perspective of the personal trainer and so you need to find a different personal trainer or you need to go and learn how to be disciplined in some way That's, that's what it is it's, it's perspective, it's not truth it's not that exercise disagrees with you or you disagree with exercise it's that you disagree with the perspective of the personal trainer you don't like the things that or the way in which they maybe conveyed things So everyone's got their own perspective of what they think is truth. Everyone's got their own perspective on what they think life coaching is. Because everyone leads a different life. There are some aspects... There are obviously some aspects that are shared. People have similar experiences, people have similar skills, people have similar desires. And so that's why you would look for a, a life coach that shares those kinds of similarities. It's a shared perspective. They know what it is that you're looking for because that's what they're looking for themselves.
or you would hope that that's what they've attained but that's not always that's not always where the value is it's not that they've experienced it even though that is probably what most would consider the most valuable that's still only the perspective of that right for you it might be different But what is um, what is valuable is the they can say the things that you don't want to hear the perspectives that other people maybe won't tell you because maybe they don't understand in the same uh, they don't understand from the same context because their conditions are different. They've got different desires and different ambitions. So they can't see it from, from somewhere around you. Whereas somebody that shows similarities is gonna be able to see it from a slightly different perspective. But it's more about checking yourself, what you're saying, what you're doing, how you hold yourself. So anyway, the whole thing of truth, people make it too rigid. It ain't rigid. It's... Uh, multiple perspectives try looking at something try looking at something brand new that you've never seen before that doesn't look like anything else and try and figure out what the truth is about it because it doesn't exist we each just have a perspective of what we think it is. We give it names, we give it labels, that's it.